mihi o te atea. Ahi hai. Good afternoon. You're on the panel. RNZ National. Wallace Chapman here. Uh, just some traffic here due to a crash south of Poplar Ave. The right lane is closed. Emergency services are on site. Please take care when passing the scene. That's State Highway Romati. Southbound. Also, State Highway 74 Littleton Tunnel, there are lane restrictions reduced to a single lane operation between the hours of 9pm and 5am tonight. That's for routine planned uh, maintenance work. Coming up, an estimated 700 properties across the country now considered unlivable and up to 10,000 needing additional protection works before homes could be rebuilt. Is this our future. Also today, are we seeing the floor in health prices? Both those stories are after four. And on the panel, the National Party says it will reintroduce the fee for contraception prescriptions if it wins the election. If I can pay, I should pay. The Prime Minister, uh, sorry, uh, the, uh, the, the leader of the National Party, Chris Luxon, says on the $5 prescription fee. And name suppression has been quite the topic recently, reflected uh, prominently in the Mama Hooch case, which saw convicted rapists Roberta Jazz and Danny Jazz able to keep their identities hidden for five years. Is name suppression fit for purpose? And the frontman of a British rock band has branded a crowd pathetic for not clapping enough during a show. Is there an onus on an audience to fully participate? Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Rwani Pereira, reporter on Threes, the Hui and News Hub. Kia ora, Rwani. Kia ora, Good to have you here. Yay. And Liam here, lawyer and uh, lawyer of Freeburn and Hair Lawyers. Manatou, kia ora, Liam. G'day. We are all here. Wonderful to have you along for the ride. Now, who doesn't love a good Warbirds show? Who doesn't love the image of a supermarine Spitfire TR9, a symbol of British defiance against Nazi Germany soaring above your head? Who wouldn't gasp in awe at the Fokker DR1, famous for being flown by Manfred von Richthofen, the Red Baron? And what about the de Havilland Canada, the DHC, the Chipmunk? The Warbirds on Parade is on 9am to 4pm, Ardmore Airport, Auckland. Guess who's flying one of those? Vaughan Davis. Kia ora, Vaughan. How are you? Are you there, Vaughan? I'm here. Tell me, how does a person in advertising who sits at a desk all day dreaming up new ways for us to eat yoghurt know how to fly (laughs) one of these vintage planes? Oh, I think I think about yoga when I'm flying vintage planes as well. Well, so I've got to say, you sound more excited about the show than me, and I'm flying. In the- <laughs> <laughs> I am very excited. I am. I'm just. These are classic planes, Vaughan. They are. They are beautiful. Um, whether, whether you're into military things or whether you're into machines or not, there's a there's, a, there's sort of a, a certain smelly, noisy appeal about a you know, 70-year-old piece of machinery, you know, um, pivoting around the sky and, and, you know, making making beautiful patterns in front of the crowd. It's a, it's, it's a great experience. I've always enjoyed air shows, and, uh, you know, to be able to fly in one is, uh, is a real thrill. I went down the rabbit hole and looked at uh, uh, the one that you were flying, the de, ha- the de Havilland Chipmunk. I mean, the dashboard there, uh, not unlike something out of the 1940s, is in fact, is it the 1940s? It is out of the 1940s, yeah. The design was uh, mid-1940s, and they were made through to 1953. And, uh, of course, around that time, there was an awful lot of war surplus stuff hanging around. 
So if you sit in a uh, in a Spitfire, as I've you know been lucky enough to do at Arbor, flown flown on the one that you're talking about, and you spit uh, you sit, you sit in a chipmunk, um, several of the um, you know the switches and many of the dials are exactly the same ones. So oh, really? It's got a really good kind of Biggles feel to it. Yeah. Right. Oh, Rowani, you said you weren't entirely <laughs> up to speed with warbirds. I think I said Liam seemed more knowledgeable and more into it but I, I suppose it's like I could watch haute couture fashion shows and look at pants all day and different dresses and hemlines and necklines and maybe to, it's the same thing whereas one, <laughs> yeah, okay. one looks all the same but I did see I caught um, I think it was Anne's, oh no it was when the Queen died there was I was walking through the domain and there was a formation and it was and it is quite cool to see Liam here yeah I mean, I, I, I grew up making models with my dad and, and uncle, and it's just I love to get take my own kids and go with their grandfather along to any kind of warbird show and to hear that Maryland engine from a, of a Spitfire. It's just amazing. Uh, does it does it take a lot of upper body strength to fly these vintage planes? I mean, it's not like you know that you know that uh, have they adjusted for that for modern you know in terms of retrofitting them, or is it quite quite hard work? Yeah, well, the, the, the strength really is, uh, there's a bit of core strength. So Pilates, I think Pilates people make good pilots, um, especially That's when you're from G. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, watched, you've watched the Top Gun movies and things, and you know, when you go around a hard corner, all the blood sort of drains out of your, uh, your head and down to your legs. So I was flying some aerobatics this morning with a, with a colleague and friend, and I basically told him to sort of make a bit of a pooping strain as we went into the hard manoeuvres, sort of tense up those you know, down, down low muscles. Uh, and that, that seems to work because we don't wear G-suits in these old aeroplanes. You know, when I flew uh, Strike Master jets in the airport, <laughs> Not you know, we wear G-suits. Pardon me? <laughs> Sorry, no, Vaughan. I, I, I'm thinking of a new exercise sort of craze. <laughs> for core strengthening. Yeah, exactly. I'm, what I'm thinking is that you wore G-suit in a fighter jet. Can you fly these sorts of planes? Where, where did you learn? Uh, I learned it. I learned in the air force. So it wasn't a fighter jet. It was a, a Strike Master two seat uh, jet trainer. And as I was a transport pilot, and we worked for a living, Wallace. We weren't fighter pilots. Well, well, well. Same thing for me. That's that's good enough for me. What is it like to fly um, this De Havilland? You know, because it looks really complicated, or is it actually simpler than the modern machines? A lot simpler uh, in terms of the systems and switches and dials and electronics uh, than modern machines. More tricky to uh, handle on takeoff and landing, and uh, and to fly accurately is quite tricky. And that's kind right. of inherent to trainers. They they don't make them super simple to fly well. They they put a bit of you know twitchiness into them so that the student has to work hard to prove herself or or himself. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a delight what? to fly. I'll you will have to come. You have to come. I would love to. What, 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 what's involved in the um, in the upkeep and maintenance? Is it is it pretty full on? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, on the one hand, it's a really old aeroplane, so parts are getting hard to come by, and you know they stopped making almost everything in nineteen, you know, in the late nineteen fifties. Uh, although there is a cottage industry, so often in New Zealand, you know, there are there are very old parts made for the worldwide vintage aeroplane uh, market here in New Zealand, which is which is pretty cool. But on the on the flip side, a lot of the old aeroplanes are very simple. So the, the parts you need, you know, there aren't many, many complicated parts. That's at the chipmunk end. At the Spitfire end, you know, with a, a V12, 1700 yeah. horsepower at the front, that gets pretty complicated. 
So exciting, Vaughan. Is this something that you would love to do, Liam, one day, get into one of these chipmunks or a Fokker DR1 and go for a ride? I always wanted to, but, you know, when I was 10, I found out I was colorblind. They said, no, nah, that's it, you know. you know. And, um, so I said, okay, I'll have to become a lawyer then, I guess. It, it, does, it doesn't stop you coming for a ride, Liam, or, or any of you. Uh, you know, if you, if you go to that Warbirds website, nzwarbirds.org.nz, you can not just go to the, to the, uh, to the air show, you can, you can book yourself a ride in anything from a chipmunk to a Spitfire, which is pretty cool. That's so cool. Is there a plane that you are particularly looking forward to seeing fly, Vaughan? I always enjoy the Spitfire. I think you're kind of not a real pilot if you don't like the, the sound of a Spitfire. But I do particularly like what are called the extreme aerobatic aeroplanes. I've never been in one. They're purpose-built for aerobatics, and they look like they're flying you know, right angles in the sky. And you just imagine what those people's bodies are going through. It just, you feel sick just really? watching it. That's so, a bit perverse that I enjoy watching that. So, so can you, you, you can do a loop-de-loop? Of course, yeah. That's wow. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, honestly, Wallace, you know, message me later. Drop into, drop into my direct messages and, uh, and we'll make it happen. Slide in there, Wallace. I'm and scared, but I'm excited. You're strapped I'm, in. I'm, I'm, you're Vaughan, I mean, yeah. Vaughan's safe, right? Yeah. That's the other thing, Vaughan, that I, you know, I've just done too many news stories on these guys, you know. Yeah. There's yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I mean, overseas. Safety culture. I don't know what it was like 20 years ago. Mm. And I've only been in the, you know, kind of civilian you know, aerobatics and airshow world for a few years. The safety culture is very, very strong. The amount of regular regulatory oversight is very, very strict. David's, lo- David's loving it. He just took my first flight in a DHC for Chippy Nyon 70 years ago. The commitments of a 60-year love of aviation as a professional aviator. David, wonderful. And you know who, else, who else did their first flight in uh, Chipmunk? Who did? King Charles. King Charles. Both, uh, both the King and Prince Philip uh, trained and did their first solo flights on Chipmunks. Good on you, there Vaughan. You Back to the desk, work up some of those brands. Um, yep, always on the yoga. <laughs> yoga. <laughs> and we may, we may see you at the uh, air show. That's Vaughan Davis there, one of the pilots there. Uh, and that is. I'm just thinking about King Charles's abs now. That's, yeah, well, uh, the, the, <laughs> p- 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 it must p- be like washboard. Pilates up in the sky. Uh, it is time for I've been thinking. Rewindy Pereira, take oh, it away. Oh, do want to go first? Okay. Um, look, uh, a friend of mine who runs a trust up in um, Northland, Kaikohe, she has been battling, she has been shaking cages, she's been rattling doors, she's been sending emails. She wants to set up a youth centre up there and Kaikohe Northland, you know, we know from the headlines every day, you know, they need it. Kids need somewhere they can go, hang out, play basketball, game, um, just have a place, a, a hub. And, and, you know, we saw um, recently a few weeks ago in Kirikiriroa, they've just opened up a, a, a youth hub there. Um, you know, even just driving here, I drove past Youth Town that used to be on the corner here in That's Auckland. Right. It's now a car park. It was demolished in 2015. I can and, you recall know, that. I've done stories with the Auckland mm. basketball fraternity who, who say that was just a absolute gold mine for kids, you know. And so... 2015, you know, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, hey... At 
at the moment they're bonding in other ways as we see leading the news each night and um, I'm just thinking you know it's such a great idea but it's so hard she wants capital investment in it so she doesn't want um, a rental because they can just nix you any time she wants it to last you know for her, her moko and, and beyond so um, if you've got any people up in you know deep pockets in Northland who can help who want to be on this kaupapa you know she's got the backing of Oranga Tamariki Department okay. of Social Welfare yeah well, you know, it's no, got to be you, a good you, thing right you can, you can email me as well the panel at rnz.co.nz and I can forward any queries to Rawani Pereira awesome. there alright very very good uh, Liam here I've been thinking Liam are you there Nope, the Zoom has uh, dropped out oh, there. Oh, hello, it's, can you hear me? I'm, yeah. I'm back, I'm back. Good, I, all right, take it away, Liam. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I always feel much more pity in comparison, but I've been thinking a lot about elevator etiquette. It's, it's a good one. Um, we've, I like we've, it. Got a, we've, we've got a great building. I, I love our office, but the lift's really, really slow, and you've got to wait for a long time for it to come. And if you're in a hurry and you get into it and then you see someone coming around the corner down the corridor and they're taking their sweet time you know, and you don't want to hold the lift, and you're in a rush, like, how do you give an indication, like, what's the, what's the acceptable sort of time frame that you give somebody to get to the lift, that we have to hold it, like, is it, is it do, they, do they have to give you a little wave, or can, can you give them an apologetic half smile and a wave, like, what is the actual cutoff time I think that you have you, to hold a lift for somebody? Yeah, I get your point, Liam, I think it's a, it's a really good topic, I think if you see them, if you've made eye contact with them, you kind of, and there's room, mm. then you kind of. Yeah, have so the to. answer the answer to that is don't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. Away. That's what I do. Look down. Um, so look I look at away. Your phone. Look at your phone. I, Scroll. The, the RNZ has a, 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 I'm always looking away. Uh, my colleagues look at me very rudely because I'm always just closing <laughs> the door. That's quite fast, your one. Yeah. Your, your phone. Yeah. yeah. So no, I'm, always, a, I'm always in the elevator by a, myself. Yeah. Mm. yeah. How many that's, stories is your building? Oh, I'm not, this is really embarrassing now. Um, uh, only two, so I should take the stairs. You should be oh, taking right. the well, stairs. That's, that's that's <laughs> Liam, that's the real story. <laughs> Sorry, Liam. That's the real oh, story. No, Good know. question, no, Rwanda. We've got to take this. Really you know, the dealers, the, the dealers. Yeah, get those rings closed. Just don't be so lazy. <laughs> Outed. Liam Sorry, here, Liam. Ryan Pereira. You're on the panel, RNZ National.